Yeah. Well, you, you go to an island because it's very self-contained and you don't really have to worry about it splashing back That's to us. And Japan has a lot of islands, so I, I guess. I mean, it does, but like, also it's just the like, hey, it's over there and we don't really have to worry <laughs> about it affecting any of the normal manga and anime stuff. Right, Japan exactly. Japan a lot of islands? I think so. Like it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a chain of islands to to begin with. So hmm. I think it's got a lot of smaller land masses as well. So, hmm. but yeah. So uh, oh, we're this concludes gonna... the uh, Japan Geography <laughs> podcast, and uh, we're glad to have you here. And <laughs> that's right. Uh, we're 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 about to start one of our Patreon reward episodes. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Uh, you who, need to, who you need to because this is our first uh, glorious Godzilla level donor. You need to insert like Godzilla's roar into here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or should I just leave that at, at my version of a Godzilla's <laughs> roar, which sounds like a small cat trying to do Godzilla's roar. You should roar. do whatever sounds best when you're editing. <laughs> but no, uh-huh. uh, uh, actually, I think I'm going to be editing this one, so uh, I'll do whatever's best when I'm editing it, which is definitely going to be including that roar, because I really <laughs> like Godzilla's roar. Uh, who, do, who do we have to thank for this movie? We have uh, Houston Adams. Uh, he has been a longtime listener. You may know him from the fame of sending us the Wheel of Cage. Yeah. Uh, so, Houston, we, we cannot express to you how much uh, we are thankful for your generous donation uh we are going to do our best though by having a movie that you've requested be our movie for this week but uh we <laughs> very should very, first... very smooth there Rick. <laughs> yeah we're uh the for those of you who don't know uh we've got our patreon at patreon.com slash opinionated uh and that's where houston has generously uh donated to us at the highest tier possible where he gets to just Pick a movie for us to review. Uh, and so if you want to go and support us as well, you can do so at our Patreon. We always appreciate that support. But for today, uh, we're going to do Houston's Pick, which is why, hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville. And uh, I'm a very fun, cartoony soccer game. I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author. And the name of my movie sounds like porno. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville. And I don't even know the name of this movie. And we're opinionated. And today we are watching Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Bedknobs and Broomsticks came out in 1971. It currently holds a 65 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by Robert Stevenson and Ward Kimball. And it stars Angela Lansbury, David Tomlinson, Ronnie McDowell, and many others. An apprentice witch, three kids, and a cynical magician, con man, search for the missing component to a magic spell that will be used in defense of Britain in World War II? (laughs) What the hell is this movie? I love this movie. It only has a 65 on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes me feel like it's my nostalgia that's kind of blinded me to errors in this movie but i genuinely have no negative thoughts about this movie i watched it a lot growing up and it's really really fun um it feels like you guys have seen mary poppins yes Yes. yeah um in in the same vein where there's the scene in mary poppins where like they go into the cartoon world and like oh that's where you get the scene of him like kicking the penguins and that kind of thing right like and oh they're doing the horse race and sure, all this yeah. and that right there's a similar style 
in this movie where like oh all of a sudden they're like in the cartoony area <laughs> okay and that's that's where i was talking about the soccer game right but okay it genuinely is just like it's it's a fun like adventure disney movie for kids and i have hmm. i have nothing but positive memories of this movie and i am so excited to watch this i mean i'm not gonna lie that that summary has me actually pretty hyped up because mm. when you start bringing world war ii and magic into it that sounds kind of funny it's not gonna be that like what i would think of with that for sure it's gonna it seems like it's gonna be more of a a funny thing it's then. not gonna be like saving private ryan meets winnie the pooh it's not gonna be like <laughs> oh. that mashup but there is it's a very light-hearted like oh no the germans are coming to town we better get our crew together and go kick their butts and then like you see one of the germans like yelping away as someone's literally kicking their butt kind <laughs> okay. of yeah, like yeah. is that kind of light-hearted yeah. fun yeah sure you know you're not really worried about the atrocities of war in this one right right I, I like I know literally nothing about this except I did know the title. I'd heard of that before mm-hmm. and I knew it involved uh witches somehow. But like that title, that is a that is a weird one in my opinion. It is. And even even thinking of it so fondly, it does strike me always as a very weird movie. Okay. Um it kind of goes from one place to the other and it feels strange at times. Like it's fun, but it's it's definitely weird. Um Mary Poppins is that way too, though. It's so. it's kind of that way, but for me, it's a lot less boring than Mary Poppins because okay. Mary Poppins is like the story of like a nurse, <laughs> right? And this is like a witch has to f- cast a magical spell, and that's the plot hook, as opposed to like a nanny has to take care of some kids <laughs> for so, a day, exactly. And so this is like a, just a much more fun premise. Okay. And so I have a lot more fun with this, even though tonally it does have a similar feel to Mary Poppins. Okay. Cool. Is it Disney? It's Disney. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm really, honestly, I'm really glad that Houston suggested this one because it's it's definitely fun. And honestly, it's it's one that we've had other people request as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, I think there's been a few people who've requested it during our listener appreciation months. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm glad we can finally get to it. Yeah, then. I'm glad we can get to it. So again, thank you, Houston. Um, I'm excited to go and watch it. I don't want to spoil anything because um, okay. it's just kind of a fun movie, and I know that neither of you have seen it before. Uh, before we get going, though, we do have another shout-out to give this week. Uh, we want to thank Sarah Fayes for also supporting us on Patreon. Um, she gave at one of the tiers where we shout her out on the episode. So if you'd like a shout-out, uh, you can go and support us on Patreon. But there's another way as well. Rick? That's, that's right. Last time, uh, we got a retweet from Blondie at uh, FX. Y H L Y, I think. Uh, assuming I didn't transpose any of that, but uh, yeah, he he was the first one to retweet us, and so uh, if you want the that shout out next time, be the first person to retweet us, and I think I'll throw in a next person that likes us as well. If you like yeah. the tweet that we send out about our episode, we will shout you out on the next one. Uh, the, one of the best ways we have of getting out to new listeners is through your support and through you sharing our episodes, and part of that includes retweeting us on Twitter. So yeah. we wanna we wanna say thanks to the folks that do that. So if you're if you're one of the first people to or if you are the first person or one of the first people to retweet us on Twitter, then we're definitely going to give you yeah. that shout out. And like it. So yeah, yeah. both of them. Um, but we, we're excited to go. At least I'm excited to go and watch this movie. I have a lot of fond memories. So we'll be back in just a minute after we finish watching Bedknobs and Broomsticks. You've made substitutionary history. Here she comes, in the most enchanting role of her career. You're not suggesting that I should take these children into my house. Exactly. The incomparable Angela Lansbury. As Miss Eglantine Price, the apprentice witch, who's taking a correspondence course in witchcraft. 
funny man David Tomlinson as the lovable London con man. Please note the name, ladies and gentlemen, Professor Emilius Brown. I am here to divert, to amuse, and yes, even to help you. In Walt Disney Productions' super magical motion picture, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, well, I'm, I am really glad that we got to watch this movie. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy listening to us talk about it because, man, it was nothing but an, it was just an enjoyable time. All what felt like an eternity of it. I mean, this is a two hour movie. This is yeah. not, a, not a quick watch. I don't, it was fair. It was much longer than two hours, wasn't it? It was, I think, when I looked it up on IMDb, it said 217. But when we like paused the movie to look, like the movie that we watched had a total runtime of an hour 56 minutes. So regardless, it's basically two hours, right. but somewhere between the IMDb version and the version we watched, there's like a lost 25 minutes, something like that. And this know. came after Mary Poppins, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know when yeah. Mary Poppins came out. I'm certain. I think Mary Poppins was like sixties. Was okay. it the sixties? Did they have that? color TVs back then? <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. They did. Well, hell, I, I don't know, man. 64. Mary Poppins was 1964. There you go. Okay. So, this so is they about just knew that on they the cusp of color technology. Later. Yeah. Or I guess just after. Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, you're right. This is a two-hour film, but I, f- for me, there's only a few moments where I feel like, oh man, hurry, hurry it up. <laughs> and usually it's the like, oh Seventh man, Angela, the- <laughs> Angela Lansbury is is singing about how he just the little kid just needs to behave and believe in himself. Let's talk about those kids real quick cuz they're the thing that kind of gets us into the movie. Like they're they're sort of what the introduction to this whole thing is. They okay. they well, are uh, and, okay, foisted upon Miss Angela Lansbury. Because our, our I witch. think we're going to have to there, we have different ways of talking about movies. Uh, I feel like this is going to be one of the ones where we have to kind of talk about the plot cuz I don't know that everyone's seen this movie. That's so fair. yeah. At the beginning of the movie, um we find out that um, children are being pawned off on random uh, <laughs> people, civil- because people in town because London's being bombed and they don't want those yeah. kids getting caught in those bombs for some reason. They've evacuated the children and they're being momentarily housed with people in the country. Which to me seems like a really bad plan to just be like, all right, kids, go live with these random people. But, you know. Well, like, it would make sense to me if it's like, oh, hey, these families who already have children, like, we're just going to give you a couple more, yeah. right? Like, we know that they know how to take care of kids. But when it's like, hey, old creepy man Jenkins down the street, do you want a handful of kids? Is well, what- it, it seemed be- like it was up to the like the lady who was in charge like handing them out so i guess she would just know who are the rapists and who are not <laughs> and also this is like a cutesy little disney movie and so they're not just gonna have like oh and our kids turned out great but not those other kids they went with a pedophile like <laughs> they that's not to, what's gonna happen three <laughs> days later founding a ditch they went Jeez. to touchy pete's house <laughs> gosh yeah that's not gonna happen in this movie <laughs> i mean to be fair like this that is basically the plot of uh, the beginning of chron or, not chronicles of narnia to, but specifically the lion the witch and the wardrobe the kids all get sent off to the not country. to a pedophile's house not to a pet well i mean we don't well, know mr tumnus yeah. was in that in that thing and he's he's, he's part uh, of narnia he's not part of london <laughs> well he's, his house is narnia in london is nestled in London. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Is that is that like uh is that like the 
park in New York where it's just <laughs> it's, like there's a section of London like quartered <laughs> off and like this is the Narnia section. No, no, yeah. it's just a pocket dimension inside of London. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like that doesn't count as being in London. I don't actually think it's. I think it's in Britain is what we should be saying, not specifically London because yeah, they're down the country away anyway. from London. Anyway, there's these kids and they're pawned off on Angela Lansbury and her green smoke belching <laughs> uh, motorcycle witch. that never comes up again. Like that's not a thing that well, matters. because she it's quickly just, gives up on being a witch after what three days? What? No, which, after again, two hours. Okay, not, yeah. Of the, a movie. The, we'll get there, but I mean, if you want to discuss this movie, I think you're burying the lead a little bit. Brian. I think this is important to establish early on is that she found this thing a magazine or something she's like i'm <laughs> yeah, going to become yeah. an apprentice witch she's, and she paid full price so she's gonna she, get her money's worth out of it she's taking an um over like a through the mail correspondence craft on witchery and it's working excellently she can turn people into rabbits at will she can like make a magic well, bed that will take you she can anywhere turn people into rabbits when she wants them to be toads or frogs well to be fair she later just decides okay we're just gonna go roll with the rabbit thing well, well and, yeah yeah and this is a thing because like you said brian by the end of the movie she's just like i suck at being a witch so i'm not gonna do it when that was throughout the whole baffling. movie we're watching her do all of this magic that clearly can't be done by other people yeah and it's like a staff she's flying around on brooms she's su- like imbuing lifeless objects with life to fight for her. I can only assume that the joke at that point was like lost on me. Like, like if you felt the way I felt about pickled poison dragon livers, you (laughs) couldn't be a witch either. I'm like, what's that? Why am I gigging from this joke? What is the har-har? Honestly, my guess is that they felt like they couldn't have a person stay a witch at the end of the movie because that would offend people. Oh, I think yeah. that's got to be it. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. like, even 20 years later in the 90s, people were like, oh, Harry Potter, that teaches you how to do witchcraft and summon demons, doesn't it? Right. So, like, I feel like in the 70s, it was probably a thing of, like, we can't have her stay a witch because then we'll have a whole bunch of pissed off people. Be a did good people person. not have to have day jobs? I mean, how did she provide for herself? Through witchery. I don't know. I, yeah, that is an excellent question. Maybe she just had a lot of extra money, and that's why she decided to take up witchcraft. That's true. She, I mean, to be honest, she looks like a retiree. She but, does. Which, okay, because I, I want to talk about that. So she's she's taking this course in witchery, and she's learning it from Dr. Emilius Brown. Right. Who we later on meet and learn that he's a con man. But both of these characters, like, there are leads... And I would expect them normally to be like, maybe they're in their late 20s, early 30s. Both of these people look like they're probably in their 50s. At least. If not, 50, if not 50 60s. plus. Yeah, easy. 50s or 60s, which feels well, weird. Well, maybe not her. Like, she could be 50s. Now, you've seen our 50-year-olds, and they look immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't look that bad. She doesn't look that good. That's true, but that's because she's probably about... Fi- let's, let's, she, I'm no, going to look she, it up. I'm going to find out how old no, she was. she doesn't look that bad. She, I mean, she's Angela Lansbury. She looks perfectly fine but there is a point where like dr brown is like and this young woman is is miss lansbury and she looks up charmingly and like her neck waddles are still there which is like she like not a bad but it's just like hey it's one of those things she gets being old going to bury the lead she was only 49 my ass she is i mean wait no i don't think i did that math right she was let's see this movie was 71 and she was born in 1925 so what is 71 minus 25? So she's like 47? 
71 minus 25. <laughs> 46. She was not even 50. Well, she needs to stop smoking and eating those hands. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, smoking was kind of just the thing to do back then, so True. I can kind of see maybe see that. A- anyway, she's learning to be this witch, right? Right. And the kids show up, and these are just little... Uh, okay, the, ki- little the kids... Little The kids range the way... Range, like, they have the range from being just a little shit to being like charmingly impish to being just like the well-behaved sister no no here's what there is there is the little shit there's the charmingly impish one and then there's the one that doesn't have a personality because she barely exists in this movie well she's a woman you see (laughs) and there's casual sexism throughout the movie you see that that doesn't really get addressed because like later they don't care about sex they were they were liger handed back then to where Although she's like the most capable person in the movie, he's the one always like taking wisecracks at women. Right, but th- there's like no. It's not like he learns his later lesson and learns to respect women. And it's not even like he played off con, as man. like a really negative thing. It's just at one point, like Dr. Brown, like they finally found the MacGuffin, and Dr. Brown's like, I'll take that. You can't hold on to it. Well, women all are in, always losing things. That was all in good fun. And then it's he, a good I, laugh between people. And then he immediately people. loses it. He does. Yeah. I so thought like, that was his magic act- activating, like right. disappearing his, <laughs> his it, thing. It was dumb bullshit that it was just like, oh, you can't take that out of the fake world into the real world. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Let's just go back thing with the magic bag we still have. <laughs> we, we haven't talked about the magic bed. Because the, the kids are there, and they're being little shits, and they see her doing some witchy stuff. She's finally got her broom for the first time she's trying it out and she's going flying and they see her and they decide that the best course of action is to blackmail this witch into letting them eat sausages and jam and honestly yeah. if they had as much personality as they do in that scene and the scene where they're blackmailing her I'd be way more into this but like almost immediately after this they barely have another line for the rest of the movie they don't personality when they have cockney as long as there's cockney it's good <laughs> I need them speaking cockney not- and saying silly things like I'm having a right think here in my loaf <laughs> What you says we should we should leave here and go to London, but I says we should blackmail this wish. I says I says no more washing is what I says. <laughs> like seriously, I I I like these kids enough because they have enough personality throughout this opening bit. Mm-hmm. But then they just dis like they're just they're, there's no reason well, for them to be there after well, that point the in the movie. Storybook and when they go over yeah, to little, his stolen house, the little kid has the most from this point yeah. on because at that point it becomes the. Angela Lansbury and and Dr. Brown show because um, as part of the blackmail, Angela Lansbury's like, you know what? Fine. We're going to, you know, you'll scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. You won't tell anybody a witch. I'll give you a magic bed that flies you anywhere in the universe you want to go. And like, Which, oh, it like, seems like a fair trade. Yeah, 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 you'd think, like, are you just trying to get rid of these kids, well, lady? Because, <laughs> I mean... She's a witch for fun only. Like, if this accomplishes two things she gets rid of the kids and <laughs> she does witch stuff it's good she well, doesn't care about the repercussions although to be fair she has said that she's a witch specifically to help out the london war effort right sure. she's like, trying to fight the nazis with her magic i mean fair enough but just go teach a whole bunch of those old men how to turn people into rabbits before yes. they get ganked by the nazis which is a thing that happens in this movie no, she needs the ultimate spell, which isn't in, which she hasn't gotten because it's <laughs> witchcraft by uh, correspondence only. Oh my god! And the school closed. Yeah, she gets a letter that the school is closing, and then she's like, "Ah, crap! Well, I gotta go find my the professor." Uh, ex- children, can I borrow your teleporty bed, please? Just I make like, another one, lady. I know. Right? <laughs> How difficult can it be? <laughs> 
but she takes they they all pile on the bed and the one older kid who's like who's been a shit this whole time is like no i don't believe you even though you've turned me into a rabbit previously to teach me a lesson i still don't believe that you can do real magic this is the thing his entire plan was predicated on the fact that he knew she was actually a witch and then for no reason he's like no i don't believe in this nonsense anymore (laughs) i don't even that think that he doesn't believe she's not a witch i think now he's just nitpicking every individual spell <laughs> maybe like, you might have been able to do the rabbit spell that was supposed to be the toad spell i don't think you can pull this spell off though what if he's like well last time you screwed up this rabbit spell or, or toad spell and turned me into a rabbit what if we end up at the bottom of a lake or something it's we not like breathe we can underwater. breathe underwater <laughs> well and, okay and that that would be fair if he was like you keep screwing up your spells i'm not getting on this thing who knows where it'll send us right right that would be oh that yes. would make sense but he's just being a dick about it he's yeah. like eh, she, you're you're a shit witch and i i'm not gonna go on your spells <laughs> you suck and he does eventually and then right. they all get well because the cat had traumatized him when he was a rabbit and the cat shows back up like round two bitch we need to, we need to <laughs> meow i'm the scraggliest looking cat in that the universe cat looks like it has been run over every day of its life and is cl- like it's an immortal cat that gets run over every day and yet just will not die it's on life nine this thing for sure. this thing has looks like it has like patchy fur it looks like someone has used it to dust the the entire house mm-hmm. like this this thing is like is that a real cat i genuinely had to yeah. ask this <laughs> yes. is that a real cat yeah. or was that a disgusting cat prop that they used and like dug out of the the cellar that they had i want to believe that they just like put some grease on him and like <laughs> like scraggled him up because, yeah just like, like they, makeup like, wise i don't want to think of it like milo and Ogus to where they like beat up a cat until it was within like yeah that looks like a good scraggly cat <laughs> wait what Milo and Ogus? Yeah. Oh, they abused those animals in Milo and Ogus. Dozens of animals died in the making. Are you serious? Yeah. Because they did scenes with them, like, riding down a... uh, a bar... a crate through a, like, river, and of course animals are gonna drown! (laughs) That's fucked up. Yeah, it's it's a pretty macabre story of the making of Milo and Otis. (laughs) It is not the... it is not the light childhood romp you remember. I mean, I've never seen it, so... I just know what it is. It... it's... I liked it, but it's fucked up now. <laughs> I liked it before I knew the truth of what it costs to make. Exactly. Um, uh-huh. Our our kids and Angela Lansbury hop on the teleporty bed, and she's like, "Take me to Doctor Brown, yeah, Diagon exactly. Alley." And it, basically, I mean, it does just appear in the middle of London, and no one questions well, the fact that a bed it appears just in the appear. middle of London. They have like their psychedelic trip through like right. there's a weird outline of Big Bang. And some fields. Yeah, it's it's basically the tunnel from Willy Wonka for basically, a couple minutes. Yeah, and she doesn't doubt anything could go wrong. <laughs> no, she. They're all just like, oh, this yeah, is a, yeah. Same thing all... with her riding her broom. Like she, there, she's not tentative about that at all. No, I don't know where she lost her fear throughout her life. Maybe she's just like, hey, I'm I'm in my I'm in my mid forties. Yeah. It's time to just you know make some twilight years. Yeah, try something. It's twilight years. <laughs> it's World War Two. We don't last much longer than this. <laughs> she's still alive now. This is like she's like ninety now. She's clearly done fine. She's working on a what is the name of this corn cobs and 
Buckle knobs. <laughs> Corn cobs and buckle knobs. Bed knobs and broomsticks. She's working on the uh, the sequel to this to where all Corn the kids are like, knobs. that little boy needs to stop talking about his knob, man. You were dying throughout this thing. There was a lot of lives that was like, oh, just have a right turn on me knob here, man, and we'll be off <laughs> on our way. There's no way that wasn't oh, intentional, little, right? Oh, little boy, just let me, let oh, me twist Paul. on your knob just get a little bit. Get your, your knob out of your pocket. <laughs> Twist it one time to the left and tap it three times. Nob, you have to help us escape from this coming lion. I'm sorry, ma'am. My knob won't get out of my pants. My knob is stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, knob means penis, by the way, if you don't know that. (laughs) For those that aren't aware. Uh, I do do really enjoy the scene in uh so they, they meet up with dr brown who's right. who is a flim flam fl- yeah he's a he's a con artist he's a really good flim flam man though like, oh yeah when i think of a flim flam man i think of a guy that like has a really loud voice but fucks up literally everything he does this guy nails most of his his little performance it's right up until like just the one thing with the nail that i he do want to know how that was supposed to go like how was he supposed to make it work maybe it, maybe it, like either like the pane of glass is actually fake and like there's a little hole in it and if you put it through the right spot yeah. something like that or the nails like a collapsible nail or something like yeah. that yeah. but but I do like that they do actually show him conning like when he has yeah. a little bird whistle and he sells one to little little kid Paul and it clearly is just him whistling and right. has nothing a, to a do with a piece of junk that he yeah. found on the ground and putting a box <laughs> exactly and then stuck in his mouth creepily <laughs> but all he got for it was a penny right but I mean you know well you that get... was like 30 bucks back in the That's day true. or whatever <laughs> and if you're stealing you gotta steal from a kid you can't steal a lot from a kid I'll right. steal however much the kid has <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, like taking money from a baby <laughs> I mean, if you're yeah. gonna do that just like punch the kid and take his money <laughs> well that's not con that, that makes him no different <laughs> than burglary yeah that makes him no different than like burglary involves knife tie man that's true. And Knife Tie Man is creepy. Like, he genuinely yeah. is kind of like wandering around with his pencil mustache, looking like Walt Disney's evil cousin. And he's hanging out over on Portobello Road, which I enjoy oh, until we get to the 10-minute dance number. That's all it is. Seriously. because no, they're going around and they're checking out the different shops and, okay. and being like, shits Angela, again. The little kids are being shits. He's singing and Angela Lansbury is proving to me that she is a moron yeah. because she's looking for this book and she knows exactly what this very unique looking ratty ass book looks like. The other half of it. The that one that needs. has the spell she needs yeah. to yeah. conquer the Nazis. And she's like, looked through every book like, oh, this isn't the one this is like, like maybe they rebounded oh my gosh it's, it's so it's but this, the pages are huge she's yeah. picking up tiny ass no, little books the, like this is the fresh edition of it <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's right it's a reprint to be fair when you live in a world where you sent away for a cor- uh, correspondence course on witchery like maybe there's just magic around every corner and you just don't know so like any one of those books could have the magical spell that she's looking why for, didn't so. she just ask for the book with the knob <laughs> oh, oh, magic! Oh, Paul's magic knob! Take me, times, take me to the other half of this book. Take me to the other half of this book. Yeah, and it just runs over that whatever that dude down at the bottom of the stairs was supposed <laughs> to. Man, because that book man looks like a he fell into a pile of old person pubes because his hair geez. is just yeah. like crinkly and curly, but all it over just his keeps face, growing. like everywhere. Like he's got the gi- gigantic eyebrows. He's mm-hmm. got weird facial hair. Just well, and, up okay, everywhere. and this is the book the bookman. Yeah, because they've been wandering around Portobello road during this dance number and musical number looking for this book and old old flim flam needs snidely is over there twisting his mustache and he's like eh, i'll come back after the musical need. number and and i won't just tell them hey 
I know who has the other half of your book. I'll hold them at knife point for some but reason. But first, I'll see if they want to buy anything. They were yeah. They were very unconcerned, in my opinion, with that knife. It's like the guy pulled out the knife, and instead of like for a knife to them, that's not what they see. They just see like a magical little token that says, you have to do what this guy says. Basically. And they, that's how they treat it. It's just like, oh, that's un- unfortunate. Let me just push your, <laughs> your knife hand away, good mm-hmm. sir. What and he I will should have by. done was just stand in between them and giving her the look like, do the rabbit thing, because she can do that anytime she wants if she wasn't, like, 90 years old and had all Well, okay, okay, and maybe this is why she's like, I'm not cut out for being a witch, because she can't remember jack shit. No, she cannot. She, the, the rabbit, the, the rabbit spell is four words. It's like pedigree, apogee, perigree, flimagee. Right. And then you turn into a, whoever you're pointing at into a rabbit. Four words. Most useful spell she could have. And she also says it's the easiest spell that she has. She can turn any of her adversaries into a bunny. And she just, it's, what's stopping her? The fact that she can't remember the four words. If she doesn't have her notebook. This woman can easily create a a bed that teleports you. (laughs) And she's like, I'm not cut out to be a, a, a wizard. But you know what the thing is? You know what would be really helpful to all the allies in freaking World War II? The ability to teleport shit. You can fix so many problems that way. Oh, Paul's magic knob. Teleport me to Hitler. (laughs) Twist, twist, twist. Oh, look, it's Hitler. Bang. Look, (laughs) not even that. Not even that. It's just you stack a bunch of dynamite on the bed and then twist it and send it on its merry way. Oh, magical bed. Take me to Auschwitz. Let me get all of these people out of there. No, no, no. Get the bed. Get that unexploded bomb and put it on the bed and take it to hit like a hundred feet above Hitler and then drop. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> there are so many options here for things that she could do to actually help win World War II. So, so this is your of... answer. She's just a shit witch. She is actually not cut out for this kind no, of work. No, she's, she's perfectly capable as a witch. She's a bad human being. <laughs> exactly. She's, she's bad at moron. memory. Yes. She's a moron is what she <laughs> is. Uh, they do eventually get down to the bookman. I like to think that the reason that her... Uh, her little motorcycle has like green smoke. It's just that she doesn't take care of it at all. She's got nothing yeah. to do with being a witch. Yeah. She just has forgotten. Oh, vehicles need oil at some point. She she can't remember which bike is hers, so she <laughs> has to find some way of making it unique. Yes, and also I don't want to skip over that like fifteen minute long segment where it's just let's have a whole bunch of people dance for no reason. Okay, hold hold on, look, hold here's on. some more people dancing. So we're rewinding a bit to right before they go and meet the bookman. Yes, which is the Portobello Road scene where, the, like you said, the kids are being little shits and messing with the people in their stalls right yeah and but like our our normal con man guy uh dr brown he's he's sitting there just singing a whole bunch about this this uh-huh. road and all the shit you can find there and then for no reason it just breaks into a dance number that goes on and on <laughs> i think i'm still sitting up there watching it right now there's the english country dance there's the irish step dance there's the scottish kilt dance there's the indian Jamaican. uh Indian dance and the Jamaican marimba dance. Oh my and god! Like you're, you, it sounds like you are making this up. No, but you are not. This is you are and listing off the actual there's dances. There's the London street hookers dance and. <laughs> Like it's just all these dance numbers, and eventually they start intermingling with each other's dances. Yeah, this and is what they did before a, the internet. I, which, which I think I still think is like, oh, it's a little charming thing. But you're right that it does. Uh, th- 
the one song Portobello Road because of this dance number goes on for like it feels like ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, it the takes, magic's dead. The the movie right. the movie takes uh, like takes it like up to this point it has been moving along fairly quickly. Like oh yeah, you're moving from fine. one thing to the next, and then this just slams on the brakes as hard as it possibly could, and it's just like we're gonna show you some dancing for no reason. Did they just book too many dancers? Or? I don't know. I just like I I am. I feel like the '70s was a different time where you could just do stuff like this. That was a good show. Yeah, to like, just see different I mean, people dance. Yeah, I mean, this movie is clearly not here to tell you a story. That that is an excellently crafted plot. Well, because they saw the like, formula of yeah, little well, uh, Mary Poppins, little Mary Poppins, Bo Peep. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, we got magic, we got singing, mm-hmm. we got kids. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need for a good Disney movie, really. I, I mean, you're not wrong. This isn't a bad children's movie. It's not a bad Disney movie. It's a bad movie, but it's not a yes. bad like movie to like sit your kids in front of. And, oh no, like, your kids are going to be entertained them. watching it. Yeah, and exactly. as a child, I was very entertained watching it. And yeah. I, I could see that, but I am not a child watching this for the first time. And so after about the third dance, I'm like, how long is this going to go? And I'm less than halfway through. Well, and and really, what makes this such a shame is that you're is because it breaks up the pacing so much, like you said. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, it does break up the pacing a ton. But then, as soon as this number's over, we go back to like we're, we're moving on to the right. next scene. We're moving like the sp- the pace picks back up again yeah. for a couple seconds, for a little while. No, it, it picks up until we get back to like okay, now we're gonna have a soccer match between random. No, well, well, before that, we still I mean, have it's to good. listen to the song underwater. Exactly, the song so, okay. underwater also. Let's does not the same jump thing. there without t- talking about how we get there because they go talk yeah. to the the, the bookman. I bet, I bet the people that have not seen this movie are like, like what the song fuck underwater. Is going what the on with this movie soccer match with animals what the hell exactly i mean to be fair i was sitting there going what the fuck is going on in this movie <laughs> did so. the bookman seem nefarious to you until the knife no, no. yeah no he seemed completely legit like i'm just also interested in magic <laughs> and now you have the book let's trade i'm not going to try there weren't like here. skulls on his desk or anything i was, was pretty like, sure those, he's a bad guy i thought those two guys were going to come along for the rest of the adventure like we're just going to keep adding to our crew over the course of this story and the and the kid had the book that talked about the island that he said didn't exist mm-hmm. and for some reason all of a sudden they're on completely different sides of the field because it's <laughs> right. fucking let me see that book you just said they existing no i don't think i'll show you that mister <laughs> uh, well i'm getting out my big stabby knife then <laughs> i that's will the murder only you option. for the children's book like what? Well, wait, and, okay and here's the other thing too is that like if it comes to an ancient book of wizard spells, I could buy that there's one of those in existence. Yeah. Right? Sure. When it comes to this cartoon drawing children's book, I'm like, dude, you should be able to. You're the bookman. You should yes. be able to. Like, there is not. This is not a single print book. They didn't. They weren't like. You know what? We're making one copy of this comic book. Here's the really there's insane no way. thing. They're mad about them escaping to go get this one spell. But he has an entire spell book of working spells, including the teleport spell. Yes. Like, we don't know if he can do the magic, though. Then I'm, why does he care? It's pretty hard to do the magic. You it's, have to look in the mirror and tell yourself you can do the you magic. You have to believe. Yeah. I mean, you also had to have a uh, a vision of Angela Lansbury dancing her way up to Quit you. Quit cutting the weird. head before we get there. It makes no sense when you don't talk about it in order. It makes no sense whatever order you talk about it in. Anyway, so... Uh, so they go down there and Bookman and Angela Lansbury have 
opposite halves of the spell book. But they think- and Angela Lansbury's like, I gotta get the good spell that's at the very back. And the other bookman's like, I gotta get the good spell that's like right where I'm missing it. And they trade halves, and it turns out, oh, it doesn't actually tell you the spell. It just says, oh, that was a mighty good spell. Which, here's the thing, that doesn't make a bit of freaking sense, because they the, the way that it said is like he's like i thought it was in your half as though the way that it says at the end of the thing implies that there is a first half that actually has the spell but it doesn't it's just like and this spell is is really cool and blah, 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 blah. It, no it, it, if you listen it kind of because they read off the sentence and how it's worded and it kind of makes sense to think like oh it would be right in the sentence after this and vice yeah. versa it, well it, it does make a little it, sense hers I, makes more sense but for him i get it just because if it's not in this part of the book it's gotta be in the other otherwise why would they mention it i guess but i feel like he should not immediately jump to murder is also a part of this like he didn't immediately jump to murder until they wouldn't let him see the book right because well and okay and (laughs) let's get to how we get to this comic book because bookman is like oh the great wizard asmodeus who wrote all these spells he it was his pendant that had the words for the greatest spell (laughs) and he got shipwrecked at sea and eventually was training animals to become more human who became more human through his magic but then they turned on him and killed him and that island was called the island of nabumafu and they're like nabumafu but no such (laughs) island exists and then the kid holds up his magazine that says the one who's always right about everything kid yeah that kid And this is the comic book called The Island of Nabumafu. And they're like, no such place exists. And the kid's like, oh, but yes, it does. Because as everyone knows, every children's book has to be rigorously checked for facts. There are no children's books that have anything but the purest truth. This movie was well before the internet. And so not only could people not lie on the internet, but it's like people don't lie in books. Now, hold on. Who wrote that comic book? Because Asmodeus or... Rock me on my dais. <laughs> Whoever that guy was is clearly dead from the animals. Right. Did the animals ride and send it out? Probably, yeah. Why? Because they're dicks. They're like, don't come to our thing. We'll kill you like we did this wizard. <laughs> That's not what the comic book said. <laughs> I don't know. That is an excellent... Maybe they just needed some kind of economy, and their mm. economy became telling the story of their people <laughs> and, and shipping it out. Okay, I mean, I, I could get with that. <laughs> at, at any rate, Bookman's like, all right, give me that comic book or I'm going to start stabbing. No, he didn't He didn't say, I'm going to start stabbing. He first asked for it, and for some reason, immediately their switch flipped to like, we're not working with you He anymore. only has right. two options. He can either ask for or he can fight. Like It's a, it's like a, um, a an RPG where you're only given a certain but number of options. there's no reason they, he was giving them that they shouldn't just let him see the book. Well, yeah. no, they were only working together because they thought that like Bookman was working with them and they were like oh he clearly needs something in our half he doesn't have the whole piece but if i get his half i'll have the whole piece first i'll get it uh, and so they like they weren't like yeah we're teammates now let's do this let's solve this riddle of asmodeus that was clearly them being like yeah we don't really trust you but if i get your piece then i'll have the upper hand okay. kind of thing and so when it turns out that neither of them have the upper hand and it's actually little paul and his weird knob and <laughs> and the comic book that he's been carrying around with him the whole movie then it's like oh we still have the upper hand no we're not working with you anymore which is when he starts which is when bookman starts to get a little stabbing and pulls out Here's his much larger knife than his cohort's knife right. yeah they the thing is they're the slowest stabbers ever because they're well, like there's no stabbing at all standing there like hey let's let's hold our knives 
is in a not even vaguely menacing way. Oh, you're going to get on that magical bed? Okay, and you're you're tapping it in a magical way and saying some kind to of To be words? fair, Dr. We Brown just... is like, he's putting the schmooze on. He's like, gentlemen, pay attention as I will astound you before my very before your very eyes. Like he's put, we'll he's just putting, disappear. <laughs> right, he's putting on the show, and they clearly aren't doing the magic, so there's no reason for them to think that like, oh, them getting on this bed is going to teleport yeah. them out, right? Because he he does want to see where he's going with this, right? And, and then they get on the bed. Paul plays with his knob a little bit, and they <laughs> teleport to the island of Nabumafu. <laughs> yes, yes. Or more do. accurately, to the water underneath the island of Nabumafu, where, where you don't have to breathe and yeah. you can just float around and talk to the fish, and you don't get wet either. Like the water. Yeah. That yeah. was such a weird thing is just that it is it is treated as though it is not a thing that they are underwater even though they are underwater like yeah how high were they when they came up with this scene wait whoa whoa so they recognized that the world that they were in during that part was a different place because she saw the the, the megal later on wasn't there and right you couldn't take it away so how asmodeus get there it v- Logical inconsistencies. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Yeah. There's no reason that that when they get the uh, am- when they get Asmodeus's amulet from the king lion that it should disappear, except for the fact that her memory's bad and she has to forget it for a little bit. For also, the movie. they don't want to just keep animating the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which th- this is my favorite part. I love it when they get to the island and they're talking to all the animated animals, and I love the soccer game between all the different. Oh, yeah. Like ooh the the, the dirty that- yellow and the. Clean blue or something. Yeah, and and the elephant's firing it with his trunk. I think I would like this a lot better if they had somehow incorporated the kids into it more, or Angela Lansbury's character into it more. Yeah. But instead, it's just one note gag of like, "Hey, we're gonna run run over the dad character, Doctor Brown. Doctor Brown. We're gonna run over Doctor Brown over and over and over again. Ah ha 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 ha. Which (laughs) it is a it is a decently funny thing. Uh But like. At this point, I'm like, okay, what the hell is this movie? So, right, it is a little difficult for me as a adult person to get into it. Whereas, you know, if I'd seen this as a kid, yeah, totally, totally down for that. Okay, I'm but, getting run over. Yeah, ha ha ha. Which, but, which, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with having that problem. No, with yeah. It. As a kid, I just remember being like, oh, oh, the soccer ball got stuck in the warthog's horns. And there are a lot of really fun and uh, interestingly animated bits. I think it's really I think part of my my dislike for this is that the uh, animation for uh, Dr. Brown ging- being run over is really bad <laughs> because it's just the animals are running towards him and then suddenly he disappears. They re- can, can they run on past by and, and you just zoom now, down ba- and he's yeah. on the ground. Yeah. All crumpled I, up and everything. If it was at least like something of like him falling to the ground, I'd probably mm-hmm. get into it a little more. Because what's happened is they've gotten to the island of Nabumafu. They've had their dance with the fish under the water mm-hmm. and then they get hooked their with the fish hook. Their romance is closer. And, right, right. Uh, Angela Lansbury and Dr. Brown have had their romantic dance at the under the lagoon and then they get fish hooked back up onto the land and they go and meet the king lion who is mad because he loves soccer and the match was canceled because they don't have a ref. But it's also a pirate. Yeah, well, he, he says Yar. Matey. Huh? Yeah, he, he says Yar he says and Matey. Yar and Matey. So he's definitely a pirate king I don't lion. know what that means or why. <laughs> they don't reference it at all. He, that's just how he talks. And they're clearly using the sails from... Uh, 
Robin, Robin Hood, Hood and for the a couple king with just more hair on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, but then Dr. Brown is like, don't worry, I can save the day by being the ref. Because that's apparently the only problem they have is they don't have a ref. Yeah. And none of the other animals will volunteer to be ref because they know what a violent sport soccer is on this island. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they do basically almost kill uh, Dr. Brown. Because he stands so. in the middle of the field all the time. <laughs> that's true. And doesn't if get out of the way. dodge, he'd be okay. They're 2D characters. Take a step back. Problem <laughs> solved. Uh, I I really enjoy this, and yeah. I I know why you don't, but I think I mean, it's fun seeing seeing all the different ways the animals are used. It was a strong say, point to the movie. I, yeah. yeah, I agree with that, and I want to say that like taken in isolation, like if you just showed me this, I'd probably be into it. It's yeah. in the middle of a two-hour movie that I am like, okay, uh, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but so they they eventually the soccer game is over. There's no stakes to the soccer game. It doesn't matter who wins or loses. It's just it's they're just, just there to make the lion. Ha- well, he won lion his life. Yeah, and by so, not dying during the soccer game. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. And so uh, and then he's like, "Have you ever heard of the gypsy switch?" And the lion's like, "No, I haven't." He's like. Well, remind me to tell you about it sometime. Bye. And, and, and it seems like they're on really good terms. Like he's like, I don't mind them visiting. I don't I mean, want them to re- live here, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, couldn't they have just said, "Hey, can we see your necklace for like thirty seconds?" Or, or if they listened to that kid for or, once, yeah, he could have just kept his necklace. They could have been good friends with Cartoon King Lion, yeah, and everything would have been Peachy King Hunky Dory, <laughs> mate. Or, or, because the lion clearly has no problem with them looking at it, right? Because yeah. Dr. Brown's like, that's a lovely necklace. And the lion's like, oh, thank it you. Down. It's been in my family for years. And he shows it to them. And like, he's like, oh, man, Dr. Brown, you, the one without the memory loss. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why don't you just write down the words Make for a, a minute? Make a I don't care. Anything besides stealing it. Photography wasn't invented yet. No, not, <laughs> definitely not. Th- yeah. there, were, there are no photos of World War II at all. Yes. It, they don't exist. Um, so there's no way for them to, to just like memorize the, the words. Oh no. They could have made a lethograph, but it would have taken several hours. <laughs> and they didn't have any of the equipment. <laughs> a plaster casting of yeah. it. Uh, well, actually, that would have been really man. easy. They were on an island. They could but if play. only we had a book and we could write <laughs> exactly. things down in it. But man. <laughs> But instead, he decides the proper thing to do would be to steal the amulet. Well, which, Kong, man. He can't. Well, of course, he can't, he can't, he can't, oh, yeah. he can't help himself, can he? I mean, he's if just, that was he's just thing, such a scoundrel. If, yeah. if he was like, I want to sell this, fine, I'm on board. That makes perfect sense. Well, maybe they even ask him, they're like, why'd you steal it? We could have just memorized it. He's like, man, this will fresh a pretty penny. And he like bites it, <laughs> yeah, even though it's probably, clearly not gold. Yeah, exactly. That'd be perfectly fine. But then they get back on, <laughs> they get back onto the uh, onto the bed, and Angela Lansbury's like, ah, this is just what I need. And he's like, I'll be taking that. You women always lose things. <laughs> it is. Like, she exactly doesn't even like, that's that word for word. Okay. She's just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's got awful memory. I, I would hand it to her. I do constantly forget things, so maybe I would lose it. And just as the King Lion's about to get him, she turns him into a rabbit, which really would have been useful at any point prior to this. Why did he have a tail like a lion, she's though? She's not bad. good no, at witchery. She does it just fine every other time. They all no, otherwise no. turn into rabbits. She flubbed the last word. Oh, she flubbed why? the last word. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, Plus, that's like fine. when she. And the last word is island. the part that gets the tail. Right. The yeah. previous words get the rest of the body. Man, the last so, word is just tail. So she hadn't done that uh, correctly before. Would it just been a rabbit with a human butt with hopping a around? Human ass. Oh, that's right. No. That would be weird. <laughs> anyway, well, they 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 get back on the bed. Paul twists his knob a little bit. And they. <laughs> 
It's never not going to be funny. They teleport back home to uh, Angela Lansbury's witch house. Hooray! And oh man, they open up the hanky and the amulet's gone. I gotta say, and she's not surprised at all. She's like, I, I figured we couldn't do that. I, I just wish I could remember those darn words. <laughs> I guess Britain's doomed. Everyone get your things together. <laughs> We're German now, I guess. I gotta say though, since this is basically the last time that Paul uses his knob, I need to need to talk about this real quick. Paul's magic incantation and little like finger motions for twiddling his knob are not uh, not particularly enthusiastic. He just is kind of like, okay, I'm gonna touch it, touch it, touch it. And he's an orphan in war times. I feel like he could. He's a orphan in war times that just saw a cartoon. Well, no, he's bullshit. He's trying very much not to screw it up, right? He's doing his best as a little kid can to be serious about it because he doesn't want to screw up the magic, right? Yeah, okay. And realistically, the only thing you have to do is twist it, even though she later tells him to tap it three times. Like, all you got to do is twist it one quarter turn to the left yeah. and tell it where you want to go. Yeah. So he's, he, you know, he's trying to be serious. It's like when she tells him where to go and he's having to, like, think real hard about remembering, like, 323 Eastbrook Lane, London. And right. it's like, oh, like he's trying real hard at it. some pretty big words. That's right. fair. But sometimes it's like, eight, this place. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Zabumafu Island. Uh-huh. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah. I, I would, I just want him to have a little more of, a little more flourish You want him to tappery. be more enthusiastic when he's twisting his knob? More magical. He's, he's doing a magic spell. I want him to be doing a magic spell instead of like, okay. How about if okay, you did good. a song about it? <laughs> yeah, that's what you need. Never mind. More songs, Never mind. right, Rick? Speaking of, these, apparently the uh, incantation that was on the little uh, necklace only works if you have a con man there to sing some of it for you. Well, that- okay, because, so they get back, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're all like, man, no incantation for us. All right, I guess it's dinner time and we'll just wait this one out, yeah. I guess. And so it's not until afterwards that Paul's like, no, really, guys, I know what the words are. I can remember them. I know what they are. And they're like, shut up, Paul. You don't know anything. And then he just starts mumbling the words. And they're like, what the fuck? You know, Triguna McCordy. How'd you know Why didn't any of us try to remember this? And he's like, it's in this book. And there's a very clear full page picture of the amulet they were trying to steal in the comic book the whole time. He should have leg with that. He just like, if they won't listen to him, just hold it up to their face. Yeah. There was? Yes. How I'm, do you not see this? I think that might have been when I was stepped to get stepped into the kitchen to get a Dr. Pepper. Okay, yeah. No, he opens up the comic book, and there is a full-page, giant picture of the amulet with all the words. How do you think they got the words again? I thought he just memorized it and said He it. also did, but... No, yeah, I just thought he had memorized it when they saw it, like, while they while no, he was holding no, it behind no, no. his back. I the, was pretty there's impressed. There's a full-page picture of it in the comic book. I was kind of impressed with this kid <laughs> and his ability to m- remember something, and then I find out, oh, no, he just used the thing to go to Zabumafu Island, and it's like, oh, Okay, whatever, we're there. Oh, by the way, I know this incantation we're looking for. It's right here. Bam, look at the picture. Exactly. Woo. So he so he's got it and they're like, "Oh, he's an idiot now." We should Well, how's he an idiot? He's okay. been trying he, to tell him about what it. What if he only got this book when they went to what's his face is Dr. Brown's King okay. House. Yeah. Oh, did he? What if he just didn't finish the book and see that until uh, the end? Okay, that's fair. That would be fair. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's when they get back that he's finishing leafing through it, and he's like, oh, I know it. And he tries to tell them, but they just won't listen. Gotcha, gotcha. And he's even complaining later. He's like, nobody listens to little old Paul. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. You are a little kid. No one listens to little kids. Exactly. They say dumb things all the time. So, yeah, but also he's been the one with the answers to all the problems so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's a He's the kid. one that knew about Zabumafu Island. What else, what else did he do? 
He oh. had the magic words. <laughs> Shut up. So he hasn't had any other good things. And it's been his knob that's then been it taking them on the magical knob. journey so far. Uh, uh, I'm going to have a right think here in my loaf and <laughs> come up with these words. Yes, I am. <laughs> they get the words and they go up to the attic to practice them out. And Angela Lansbury asks for Dr. Brown's shoes. And then they all start singing the words together. And that gives her the oomph she needs to really believe. And she starts singing it. And, oh, man, the the magic words, Traguna, Mercoides, Tricorum, Satis D. And it, it gets them all. Can you tell I've seen this movie a lot? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm a little disturbed, honestly. <laughs> uh, the shoes start dancing. The shoes start dancing. And then they start being a little rascal and kicking people in the cooch. <laughs> and then all the other clothes in the house start dancing around. Mm-hmm. And all and sorts it, of the, shenanigans start happening. He's terrified by it, but he's digging in. The kids are having, They're having back and forth. Why Shithead is having fun chasing his pants around the room. And Okay, she clearly knew what this spell was going to do. Why is she like so like put off by it? I guess it? she didn't think it would be so manic. Like she thought they would just line up for her, maybe. No, maybe. I I think it's like Mickey Mouse, right? In Fantasia, when he's like, oh, I'm gonna get these brooms to do the work for me. Mm. And he's like, Yeah, I'm doing a good job. And then later he comes back and he finds out like he's trying to tell them to stop doing the work and they're not listening. And he's right. like freaking out because oh man, he made him come to life, but he doesn't have as much control over him right. as he expected to. I think yeah. it's kind of that, where she's like, yeah, I got the shoes to move, and wait, I didn't tell him to kick me in the in the butt. What's going on? <laughs> right. And that's then fair. and that's what starts to freak her out a little bit. Yeah. And she can't turn it off because she has bad memory, right. and then the guy has to tell her, it's it's from section eight, from right. my notes. And then Which someone, she doesn't use. She doesn't use. She goes and looks for her, and the like, shoes kick her glasses off and kick them away from her. Yeah. But then it just kind of stops on its own. And she's like real discouraged because she's like, I'll just never be a, a, a good witch. I was and, never meant to be a good witch. And then immediately after that, like someone shows up to the house and's like, oh, is this fine young man here going to be your husband and the father to these children? And, and he's and she, like, no, and she's clearly digging it, too. She's like, oh, that sounds lovely. Doesn't it, Dr. Brown? And Dr. <laughs> Brown is like, well, uh, time for me to be hitting that old dusty. Ch- <laughs> you know, kids, I really got to head out for some cigarettes real quick. I'll be yeah, exactly, right exactly. back. Because <laughs> he's known it's these kids for a day. Yeah, yeah. it's completely reasonable well and and the whole thing is he's a con man so it yeah. makes total sense that he'd be like mm, ah, yikes i uh well, she did want to make collar. A, he did want to def- make a career with her he just wasn't wasn't ready for that he was in it for selfish ambition he hasn't learned the act of selflessness yet i mean no selfish person would ever use another person for their incredible magical abilities while taking advantage of them that's a terrible idea nothing a con man would do but what does make you selfless is your libido in your late 50s <laughs> no no it's not even that See, you're missing it because he goes to the train station because he's ditching him. He's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And as he's the like, the kids are broken the hell up about it. Silently too. weeping. Like, yeah. Like those kids look like yeah. you, you just murdered their dog in front of them. Like, I mean, they okay, are she's crying. an awful parent. And he was like juggling for them and like keeping everyone happy. Well, yeah. Okay. He was juggling and doing all sorts of tricks and fun. And he, he was actually good food. cooking. He yeah. cooked them like sausages and mashed potatoes while she was just like, enjoy your raw turnip greens. Yeah. Here's Here's some raw greens from the yard. She she says she cooked them nettles, which I know is an actual dish, but it sounds like she just went out and got some some weeds and threw them in some water and called right. them soup. And so and so it's like they clearly are attached to him, and he's just not having it. And so he goes and he passes out at the train station, waiting for the next train. And while he does that, oh my goodness, the Jerry's invade because here come the Nazis. Yeah, and they're these are not like. 
These are not your bad Nazis, right? These are not your. Hold I'm on. Sorry. You want to rephrase that? <laughs> no, no. These, these are as these good are, as Nazis can be. These are not your Schindler's List Nazis. These are not your uh, Inglorious Bastard Nazis. These aren't even your Indiana Jones Nazis. Okay. These are all, these are much friendlier Nazis than that. They don't kill Angela Lansbury and the kids after clearly defying orders and trying to escape. They're just like, you've been naughty into the into your garage you go. And that's it. I, I don't know. I still feel Auschwitz. like... <laughs> what? No. I thought, I, did not you just say that and make me believe that that was a thing? I, I said, so, yeah. I said okay. that these weren't the Nazis from Schindler's List. No, from when we were watching no, I think the movie. I, I think when we were watching oh, the yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, Rick made a joke that. about yeah. it. But, okay. but no, like, these are clearly, like... Child-friendly Nazis. They even say they're not there to kill anyone. They're just there to, like... Scare people. Scare England into, like, giving up peacefully. Yeah. <laughs> With the terrifying power to, like, gank an old man in the night. Yeah. yeah. Well, they I mean, steal, like, they, they attack... Well, okay, they sneak up behind one of the old men's soldiers and, like, put their hands around him, and it cuts to, like, another scene. So the implication is that they straight-up murdered that old man. No. They just tied him up and gagged him. They tucked him they in the bed. They never show us, for, so, like... They nice never show sleep. him get murdered. Yeah, but the... Like, and they showed the Nazis being very friendly throughout the rest of the movie. I like how angry you guys are at the implication that Nazis how would murder. Someone. You call Nazis monsters, Rick. <laughs> exactly. These were good men. <laughs> Implying death is scary to children. <laughs> Except uh, in a lot of Disney movies where they just outright murder the bad guy in front of them. But anyway. Or the good guy. Have you guys seen The Fox and the Hound? That's fair. Yeah. No, you're There's not plenty of good guy deaths as well. Yeah. That's yeah, but true. They're animals. Bambi's mom, man. Mm. Mm. Oh, I had anyway, a real attachment to her. Bambi's dad. Uh, yeah, him too. No, it, okay, but so the Nazis have invaded and. Dr. Brown is asleep at the train station, and that's when he like he has uh, a vision. Well, no, of first he has his sexy. conscience. First he okay. has his con yes. his conscience. He's like, conscience is a Dr. Brown, you are a cad. I don't even a coward. I don't even think that's his conscience. I hope you I think kill yourself. Just, yeah, it's like almost on that level. It's like you're a coward and a horrible man, and you will never have anyone love you. That's you don't part, deserve love. That's yes. just a part of the dark arts that they don't really touch on. Like, what's her face <laughs> also has the dreams, and they don't talk about that. She dreams of herself coming down because because yeah. he has With all these Satan's thoughts, legs. and then he and then he hears Angela Land singing and he looks up and he like in his dream fugue state he like sees a like like sexy Angela Angela Lansbury like Angela walking Lansbury down in this gold like, onesie, but from a distance. Uh, yeah, like, they don't want to get a good look at that. <laughs> they don't want to cause any little boy uh, to have like some strange fetishes about women in gold suits. Like she just she, was like, look she's at me. Cl well, and okay, because I don't even know if it was the libido, because that's also the outfit that like, and the poster of of the two of them per like performing together that he was trying to propose when he was trying to yeah. like have this old lady come along with him, and and clearly has there was nothing else that they were gonna do except make he wanted money. to make money off of her, and uh, this was the performing outfit that he was proposing, and, and so he wanted her to twiddle his knob. Get out of here. Well, to be fair, at least it seems like a one woman kind of guy, because when those much younger prettier harlots showed up <laughs> he was immediately off like, like no sh shoo, shoo. there are children here what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know if that's one woman so much as like hey i don't want to you know bang you in front of these kids. Like, no, no, he didn't, no there he was didn't, there was no like eh, here's my number call yeah, me he later didn't give he like was a, very much like get out of here oh how dare you <laughs> gugger trash skank 
<laughs> I really wish that was a line in the movie. Yeah. That would be hilarious to me. Yeah, they throw that into the Portobello Road lyrics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's so many but, gutter trash skanks around. Gosh, on Portobello Road. <laughs> they will come around you and pull on your hanks. I don't know. Yeah, stick to book writing before you go to songwriting there, Rick. I've never claimed to be good with uh, poetry. <laughs> but he he hallucinates, dreams Angela Lansbury coming down to him. Yeah. And then he suddenly starts to hear German, and it snaps him out of his sleep completely, and he looks up and sees the Nazis cutting the wires. And, and he, he very sneakily, by which I mean very loudly, like tries to escape through the door, like, creep! And uh, they come down, and they're like, ah, stop that man. And they come to chase him. He's not at all. He's no. just, like, going about his business as quickly as possible. They and come then, to stop him, and with a single uppercut, he knocks out both Nazis? Yes. Yeah, this guy is, a like, apparently they need him in the war, because this guy's a super soldier. Well, Cap- move over, Captain America. We got pudgy Kong, British guy. Everyone knows Kong men are, like... Good at all trades, but master of none. So clearly he was a boxer. And he just rolled a natural 20 on this. Yeah. 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 He knocks them both out and then he has to make his way back to 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 Downtown. save no, he has to go back to Angela Lansbury's witch hut to go save them, but they've already taken her and the kids away. So he's just running into Nazis and oh no, what's he going to do? He gets trapped in her witch's laboratory. And the only thing possible, he's got to really believe in himself to turn himself into a bunny. It's the only thing. <laughs> not turn the people attacking him into bunnies. Not fly nope. away on a broom. Not not even like use the ultimate spell that they've been after. He's like, nope. The only thing possible is I got to look in the mirror, really believe in myself, give myself a shady little pep talk where, come on, old boy, you can do it, old, old, old chum. You can. You just gotta believe in yourself just this once. Well, because he's been a rabbit before. He can. He can picture that. He has to start wiggling his nose and like doing that weird little lip thing, which apparently was a big selling point in this movie because he does it a lot. It's true. He <laughs> does. Like, Instead of being a frog, hear me out. I do a really good rabbit. <laughs> I do a mean bunny. Yeah. He succeeds. He turns himself into a rabbit and scurries after Angela Lansbury and the children into the. Uh, Museum of every form of British weaponry and armor, apparently. Yeah. They only display like maybe twenty of them, but they actually that's have the like fifty thousand the of them. <laughs> yeah, tucked underneath the castle. Right. He they he goes to the museum where they are, and that's when he helps her remember the uh, the, the word the the magic spell. No, it's not even that. She just remembers it this time. Like yeah. I don't know. She she remembers it this time when she couldn't for the life of her after seeing the amulet. Maybe it's just because she's got like the music to go with it or something. Which <laughs> she doesn't sing this yeah. time. That's she still thing. does it in the witchy like Draguna Macoides. Like she's still doing the yeah. old witchy chant. Uh, I like I was hoping that we'd get another. Well, not hoping. Yes, you were uh, hoping was, for more music. I was weren't expecting you, Rick? another musical number here, and it was weird that they did not. Like, because it's like that clearly was part of the spell that you right. had to have last time, and then like the Nazis are attacked by literally. Thousands upon thousands mm-hmm. upon thousands of suits of armor of every kind you can imagine. There's we like get the longest well, okay, panoramic she, shot. Because yes. she does the the bring everything to life bit, right? Mm-hmm. And all the suits of armor and weapons in this castle turn to life. And it is, you are not wrong, it is the longest panoramic shot that you could ever imagine. It just <laughs> goes on and on Maybe and on. Maybe they actually set up those armor suits and they're like, we gotta get the whole thing in here. Like, we spent days setting this armor up and you're just going to pan over it for no, five seconds? They, they painted most of that. That's gotta be yeah. like a... It took me days to paint these <laughs> tiny armors. Ugh. Like, it just, it feels like it is literally a three minute shot of it just panning across very slowly to show you more and more and more. It's armors. just like the dancing in uh, 
Portobello, Portobello Road. Portobello Road. Yeah. Except like they show blank suits of armor, and then they show this and this. They show the red coats. Yeah, and they the show Scotsman the conquistadors. And... Well, no, we get to the Scotsman because. Everyone else shows up, and then the Scotsman shows up, and everybody loses their shin, just like, what the fuck? And all the suits look <laughs> yeah, over. Like, that? They, they, just got, like... they got the war bagpipes, and that's how you know it's on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Was it that, or was it like, oh, man. Those guys brought the that's freaking not even bagpipes. Armor. Do we have to listen to bagpipes? It's, it's not even like the dude who comes to the bonfire and brings his guitar. It's yeah. like the dude who comes to the bonfire and brought his harmonica. And yes. you're like... Man, it could be pretty good harmonica, though. No, um, no. I mean, they do play a they do play a mean bagpipe, despite not having lungs. <laughs> so anyway, here's Wonderwall. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear Wonderwall on the bagpipes. I kind of do now. No, <laughs> anyway, they, they and this this turns into a really fun scene of all the suits of the empty suits of arm because they're they've yes. come to life, but it's not like they've got ghosts in them. It's just like right. a hollow, you know, nobody in it, just floating around suit of armor. Right, and it's really cute. Uh, it I is mean, actually really well done because like. Uh, it would be really easy for this to come off as like incredibly cheesy or dated and all that, but I think it's actually a really well done special effect throughout the entire thing. A lot and of these armors. It's clear that a... you know how it's like. Okay, it is dated, right? Yeah. You can tell that there oh, were yeah. wires holding up some of it, and you can oh, tell yeah. that some of the suits of armor for these shots actually have people in them and, and right. stuff. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, you're right; it does hold up, and there's enough charming things throughout. Like, like at one point, the Nazis are shooting all the suits of armor with bullets, and I mean, they're just going to town with the machine guns and everything. Mm -hmm. And you think that it stopped the armor for a minute because he like slows down and like shuts right. to a halt. And then he takes off his leg and pours out all the bullets that have accumulated <laughs> yes, inside exactly. him, puts it back on and keeps charging toward no, him. No, he yeah. doesn't keep charging. While he's doing that, the other soldier's like, what's going on? He walks up to the armor, looks in the visor, <laughs> yeah, like reaches yeah. through, like, I don't know what's going on, you guys. And then he like bonks him on the head with his foot. <laughs> yeah. And I really like the one that is like spitting the bullets back at the guy. Like that's actually yeah. kind of genuinely kind of scary. Well, yeah. it just like slightly dents off of his helmet. He, yeah. He's the one that runs away. Now the next guy gets his helmet caved in by a mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, that guy genuinely should be dead. Yes, yeah, like, absolutely. Some of these where it's like, oh, he punched me with his gauntleted hand. It's like, <laughs> he oh, kicked no. me in the rumpus. Oh no, he kicked me in the butt. <laughs> but the, yeah, that one, and then the dude who's coming at them with the executioner's axe. Yeah, and like just cut their gun in half. It cleaves the machine gun in half and is clearly coming for them as well. Like, <sighs> it, it's, it's cute and it's fun and you believe that it would it would honestly be scary if so you were not seeing that lead during all this. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Brian. Where is Angela Lansbury? She's flying around on a damn broom. It's got a little British flag on it. She's Throwing little... every ounce of their machine gun fire, and she could give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's like... rolling her eyes like, oh, let me draw back my broomstick. <laughs> yeah. Their anti-air guns are no match for me and my spell. Yeah. The bullets are literally inches away from her, and she's just like, eh, you know, She whatever. turns all of them into rabbits, and they bounce off of her. <laughs> that would actually be genuinely amazing to me. I would love that. So... After this, they push back the Nazis, but just before the Nazis get pushed back, they blow up her home. And her. Well, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, no, she no, ragged she, off. She's still flying overhead, but apparently the force of the explosion, the shockwave created by this TNT is enough to Fling catapult her, her through the air. Yeah. And she lands in a bush unscathed. Yeah, no. Yeah, but, but it apparently broke concentration because all the armors fall down. Right. Just as, as the real life town's guards show up with, you know, the old folks with their muskets show up to finish scaring off the Jerry's. I like that they're like, all right, men, take aim. And then it's just clearly like, oh, okay, they got away. It's fine. We well, scared yeah, them good. Like That's 90. what guns are for. Making loud noises and scaring people. <laughs>
So yeah. I thought that they when they blew up the house, it's like, oh, they're all going to live in that mansion now, and like everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, everything would be fine either way. It's just now they've got a mansion. Right, exactly. Right. Nope. She, that is just the excuse for them to blow up all of her witch stuff and her to say, ah, hey, you know what? Fuck this witch shit. I'm done. Cause, because, oh, her and Mr. Brown are together now, and I guess they've adopted the kids. And Because it, 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 hard, it hard cuts from like, okay, they've blown up and scared off the Germans to here's 30 seconds of oh i'm not a witch anymore i gave it up because i'm a bad witch all right we love you kids you're adopted also dr brown is here and he's your dad but he's going off to war he's gonna oh, be a soldier now he's gonna be a soldier goodbye folks i'm sure glad i have a dad that's not going to be here again <laughs> roll credits <laughs> <To> be, <laughs> that's it to be fair he's joining the old folks like militia oh yeah so, just like, to protect the town yeah True. exactly so it's, maybe he should Maybe he's still being a con witches? man. <laughs> what if he just like runs away as soon as he's out of sight? <laughs> that's, part of, that's part of the con. Yeah, exactly. I've got the magic spells now, guys. I stole them out of the, the embers of that house. I stole I'm Paul's knob. <laughs> oh, I loved my knob, though. <laughs> uh, I I really enjoy this movie. And even now, when I, when I see the things that slow the movie down, I still have a fun time with it. I, I kind of want you to end this out, because I feel like you you will have the best ending note person. Well, yeah. that's fair. Why don't you start us off then? Okay. Um, I feel like I have been a little bit of a grouch throughout this, this podcast, and I want to walk that back just a little bit, because I'm coming at this movie as a 31-year-old man seeing it for the first time, not a child, you know, enjoying the, the wonders of, of special effects that I have never seen before. And, and the magic and, of Animal Kingdom soccer. Exactly. And so, I don't think this is a bad movie. I think this is very much a movie that is not for me because yes. it has very little to offer what I want from a story. But I think that in terms of it being a movie that is just there to entertain children and have a good time with them, it's fine. It's not great. It's not the best movie ever. At the time, it may have been brilliant. And so like, I don't really know what to compare it to except uh, Mary Poppins. And I'd say it's, you know, it's about as good as Mary Poppins. What about that old movie where the guy falls into the ocean and turns into a fish with glasses and buck teeth and falls in love with another fish? Excuse me? I'm sorry. I don't know. That movie? The Little I, Mermaid? When does that I don't happen? Think the that's, Little Mermaid? It's like the opposite of the plot of The Little Mermaid. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think that this is a fine movie. It's it's okay. Like if it is doing, in terms of judging it like on what it is attempting to do, which is a big part of what I try to do when I'm judging a movie, I think it does a fine job and I think it's a decent movie. It is very much not for me. And if this was a, do you do think you, you would have enjoyed it? it if you'd seen it when you're like six or seven? Oh yeah, for sure. I like I liked uh, Mary Poppins, so I would okay. I would have definitely yeah. liked this. Um, and so that's why I'm going to give this a three. Horribly mangled, dusty ass cats. Well, what's out of your five. what's your favorite and least favorite? Oh, though? my favorite scene is probably it's probably the, the animal thing. The animal mm -hmm. thing is really good and it's a lot of fun. Oh no, actually no, it's the armor thing. I really like the armor scene. The armor at, scene at the, is, yeah. is great. Um, I'm tempted to say that my least favorite thing is the Portobello <laughs> Road dance for an hour, uh -huh. but it's actually. No, I just don't think I want to be a witch anymore. I'm bored with it, and yeah. having the unlimited magical powers kind of sucks. So uh, <laughs> I'm out. She just wasn't cut out for well, it. You know what I really wanted all this time? A husband. That's what I needed, and now I have one. So yeah, no more witchery stuff. This clearly wasn't yeah. involved taking care of cats. Yeah. So anyway, my my <laughs> uh, that's my my least favorite part. Uh, so my final rating is it's gonna be three out of five dusty ass mangled cats because it's it's a good movie at doing what it's doing mm -hmm. and i i don't want to hold my um my sensibilities or the fact that i am an adult against it so you know <laughs> sure. yeah three out of five 
That's fair. Brian? I was pretty tired. And I just did not have time for those <laughs> for those long, fat-ass crawls that get decided to put... Like, at the beginning of this movie, they were like, you know what, let's commission someone to make a big-ass tapestry <laughs> that details, like, the goings-ons of this movie. And then the crazy long different dance scenes and the sure. big, like just a lot of fat to be cut off this movie but if i wasn't grumpy pretty good movie mm-hmm. uh i assume that they plan to have sequels or at least like set themselves up to be able to do sequels with like the doorknob like oh she's going to have a new career now as a I don't know. I feel like that was just like the last little bit of childhood whimsy at the end, as opposed to a sequel. Because I feel like if she was going to be a se- there was going to be a sequel, it would like have her still be witchy. I See, mean, that's this movie, why I like, thought she was giving up witchy so she could do something else next time. I mean, this movie made its money back many times over. It mm. was a budget of three point six million, and it made thirty almost thirty eight. They million. had three point six th- million back then. <laughs> True, <laughs> yes. but this was the seventies, and that was before like. We're always constantly be gonna exactly be, gonna be yeah. putting in like the sequel baiting. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, uh, least favorite thing was all, like her witch thing, and just the fat favorite thing was. Uh, it's got to be the armor of the animals. I feel like those are the two options. I mean, those are both really good options. I uh, did um, you love? Uh, I mean, I feel like a third option would be all of the jokes that we made about Paul's knob. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean. Uh, it was a good watch with friends, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There were good jokes to be had there. So yeah, uh, three out of just barely three out of five uh, <laughs> knobs. Did you say knobs? I did not say knobs. Knobs. Okay, three out of five knobs. Uh, three out of five Paul's knobs. Yeah, that's mm. right. I, I I still enjoy this movie, but I can say with honesty that it is in in part because of the nostalgia that I have for it. Um, you remember that? Nope. I have no idea what that is. It is because of the nostalgia that I have for it. Um, I think that I agree with you. That there's the the parts that could definitely be shortened down. The dance number is long. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it being that long from previous watchings. Seeing it now, I'm like, oh boy, they've been <laughs> they've been dancing for a bit. Um, but but I still have fun with it because of my memories. I think my favorite part will always be the uh, like the animal soccer game. Yeah. Like it's just it's just fun and and the kid in me like that was my favorite part as a kid was watching like oh man you know they've got a cheetah and a hyena and a rhinoceros yeah. and an alligator and they're all playing soccer and they're all doing like a different animal Their thing. Their specific to... talent as an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like the the cheetah is the fastest soccer player out he's there. He's got to hold his pants up because right. he's running so fast they're falling down. And like it's just fun. Yeah. And so that's my favorite part. And I you know I think I would agree that the fact that the movie kind of drags on in spots is probably the worst part of it. Um and I will say the Portobello Road dance number is I think the worst offender. Um, yeah, it definitely is. It like really brings things to just a screeching halt for a long time. It's I don't think it's the most boring bit. I think the most boring bit of the movie is when they go to Dr. Brown's house mm, and yeah, they're like we didn't even talk about singing that. and talking in the library and yeah, this he's and that. wooing her. Right. That's boring. But at least it serves a purpose and it doesn't it's not as dragging on as right. the end of the uh, yes. dance number. So right. I still have a lot of fun with it though. I'm really glad that Houston suggested it for us. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I I enjoyed watching this with you guys and kind of getting to relive a little bit of my childhood. So <laughs> Not I'm only gonna... suggested it so much as bought it from us. <laughs> <laughs> True. Nonetheless, um, I, I'm going to give this 
Yeah, I'll give it four out of five uh, correspondence courses. Okay. Because yeah. I, I am going to give it the extra point just for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I had a fun time with it. Um, I really appreciate uh, Houston donating and Absolutely. picking this movie for us. Uh, if you'd like a chance at picking a movie for us, you can support us on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash opinionated. Uh, additionally, we always love hearing from you guys, whether it's on our Twitter at opinioncast or on our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. Real quick, before we end it, a uh, shameless plug for one of our own. Uh, Rick, you just published a book. I did, yes. Uh, uh, what's it called and where can people find it? It's called Fate's Pawn. You can find it on Amazon in the Kindle store and uh, it, it is coming to print soon. It's not quite there yet, but as soon as I can get it in print, it, we will make that happen. And if you've so. got an e-reader, like a Kindle or a Nook right. or something like that, or you can read it right now. Or a phone. Like, if you have a phone, you can read it on your phone right now. That, yeah. So, uh, shameless plug for Rick's, uh, for Rick's book. <laughs> I appreciate your shameless plugging of my things. <laughs> no problem, but uh, we always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. opinionated.